I V M. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Triangle Offense. I am Monish. As always, I am joined by Nishan. We uh, last recorded our episode on Thursday. We took the weekend off and we had the Good Friday off, and a lot seems to have happened since then. But one thing has not changed: the Lakers are in a free fall. They slipped from third to fourth to fifth, and now the Nuggets are above them. <laughs> How bad is it for the Lakers? I mean, uh, are you concerned as a fan first of all? Yeah, it's. Uh... <clears throat> I mean, remember when AD was out, and and I said, "What's the rush? Let him, let him recover." And he, Lakers finish first, second, third, fourth, whatever. They'll, as long as AD is back, fully fit for the playoffs, it's okay. It's all good. And then LeBron got hurt, yeah. and the the dark underbelly of the Lakers got exposed. Mostly not because of these two, but because Dudley also got hurt, and that's too much to take for a franchise. So they, they're in free fall now. There's really no other way to, to put it. And it's not going to change. Um, they can sign whoever off the free agency or buyout market. It's not going to change. And unless LeBron or AD come back in a hurry, you're mm-hmm. now realistically looking at possibly an outside the top four finish for the Lakers. Now they'll right. get to the playoffs. Like they could free fall how much ever, and they'll get to the playoffs. the The tricky situation is: is it going to be as bad as a plane? Uh, situation mm-hmm. for the Lakers, mm-hmm. maybe not. There's an outside chance, but maybe not. But the real yeah. risk is in a loaded West. Um, LeBron and AD out for a while means you're you're going to be outside of the top four, which means you'll play one of the top four. That's right. your first threat. And if LeBron and AD are out for a while, by the time they come back, they're not going to have they're not going to have much match fitness because it is quite an extended layoff for both. Mm-hmm. So that's another concern. Are they coming back fully fit? Are they in rhythm? Will they will they need some time? All of these things further compound what is already going to be a very very tough matchup because in the West, uh, the top six seven teams are a threat and can knock anyone out. At least one series, if they have their day, they can knock anyone out. Would you really finishing outside the top four means that you will have the toughest path possible? to mm-hmm. making it out of the west and it will take a lot out of you which mm-hmm. which is further complicated by you're going to face possibly a full strength brooklyn nets in the finals so right yeah i'd worry i'd worry if our lakers fan right now absolutely the denver nuggets jumped uh, leapfrog the lakers today the portland trail blazers are just a half a game behind which means the lakers have uh, every possibility of the lakers slipping to the sixth yeah. the mavs are just two games behind now if the mavs By chance, leapfrog the Lakers. That means Lakers are in to the seventh spot, which means a playing game, and the playing game can get tricky, right? It's yeah. it's one game. <laughs> If you're in seventh, you get two chances. Well, of course, you could either face the Grizzlies, you could face the Spurs, you could face the Warriors, you could face Pelicans if they make it, you could face the Kings, and it's one day. So if it's the Warriors, I'd be worried because you never know how, which Steph Curry would turn up. Yeah, and uh, on his day, he's good enough to beat the Lakers on his own. So. It's kind of concerning. Uh, if I were a Lakers fan, yes, I mean I would try to stay at least in the sixth spot. But staying in the sixth spot means that uh, right now they'd face the Clippers because Clippers are third. Phoenix Suns have uh, gone to second, which means Clippers against the Lakers in a seven-game series. Not the most preferred opponent. I mean that's kind of scary yeah. as well. Would you rather jump to seventh and then try to win the playing game and then face Phoenix Suns, which come across as easier opponent? Uh, I'd be worried even if it was the Phoenix Suns, but the Clippers are definitely much more stronger. Yeah, they are, and and you could make the argument that 
if the ambition is to win a championship at some point you've got to be prepared to play the best mm-hmm. teams in the league that's nice that's a noble argument to make but <clears throat> anyone who's watched sports for years would know that some of the fondest memories you have of championship winning teams will involve some element of luck in the way the playoffs were structured and this could be any sport if there's a knockout situation involved luck can be can come in handy um you take some of the best wins ever you will remember that the most feared team from that season like the second best uh team maybe didn't face the team that you were supporting because they got knocked out by somebody else and maybe it was an upset but it happened and your team did have to deal with it you don't it's okay to say let's say the western conference finals is happening and the lakers and the clippers are playing Mm-hmm. now then you would be fair to say hey if you want to win it all then you've got to get past the clippers if you can't beat them then should you really have championship aspirations at all that's one way to look at it if it's the finals that's the only way to look at it but to say it's fine you've got to beat them if you face them so you might as well be okay facing them are two very different things right as a lakers fan why does why does anyone fight for the first seed then like any favorite for the chip should just chill in the regular season finish 7th or 8th and and you know take it from there why do you fight for the first seed so that you get an easy first round so that you're not fatigued by the second round so that some of the better teams kind of knock each other out and you get to pick apart whoever is left that's the whole advantage of toiling through all of the regular season to get that seed so i don't think the lakers would want to face the clippers but the the alternative it's it's you're trying to engineer probability at, at that stage go to the plain game then you know beat this opponent then maybe face that opponent Phoenix right. Suns on the day if the Lakers are not fully fit can be the Lakers so there's really no uh I I don't think the playing games will happen by the way I think one of the mm-hmm. two superstars will come back if not both mm-hmm. and once they do there's not very many teams that are beating beating the Lakers at least in the regular season so so I think what we're likely looking at is maybe like a fifth fifth place finish something like that maybe mm-hmm. sixth uh mm-hmm. which is which is honestly not too bad because you then you're playing the fourth seed in the west or some such right fourth seed is similar which that i can live with because that is likely <clears throat> if not a, excuse me if not a first round matchup that would have been a second round matchup anyway so that we can live with but uh, yeah i'd be my my biggest fear factor is the lakers drop so low uh, to sixth maybe seventh where they're in a plain scenario or or sixth where they play a relatively good team but mm-hmm. the bigger factor here is uh AD and LeBron are out for so long that when they do come back it's not yet a fully match fit AD and LeBron and they're playing a good series a good team in the first series that's right. the that's the worst case scenario right now uh before AD and LeBron got injured the Lakers had a problem a big problem with well the <clears> big man the number 5 Mark Gasol was not cutting it for them yeah. they went ahead and got an Andre Drummond and Drummond ironically got injured in the first game itself after playing 12 minutes after he hurt his toe now but he'll be back soon it's not a big serious injury yeah. do you think drummond with lebron and ad cuts it like is he good enough is definitely an upgrade over gasol but good enough on a championship team yeah yeah for sure i think with lebron and ad is key without mm-hmm. them i i couldn't care less with drummond or <laughs> drummond like the lakers are going to suck <clears throat> excuse me he's not the kind of he's not mbd he's not going to carry the team right that's not going to happen he's not a carl anthony towns he's not one of those guys he doesn't shoot much from the outside if at all he's a he's an interior only scorer and he's he's actually world famous for being atrociously inefficient 
worst shot selection like 300 shots for two points scored he's he's terrible right but i think you've got to take that stat with a pinch of salt mm-hmm. because he's also been on some of the most terrible teams of all time like a mm-hmm. career detroit guy for a while before before getting mm-hmm. them to yet another all time pathetic team and and what's your incentive really for for being high efficiency you it's not like anyone else is going to figure high on the usage rate chart all the balls are going to get pumped to you anyway <laughs> like the biggest disincentive for a player to shoot uh, badly is that he's not going to get the ball like in the next play he's not going to be involved he's not going to get to take a shot people have limited shot opportunities so drummond in detroit and cleveland what limit so so i think that doesn't fully reflect his ability i think with an elite playmaker like lebron or even with a dennis rodo on court um i think he, he's going to get a lot of easy point opportunities so that's a valuable asset to have then to have a seven footer that can shoot and dunk uh, at least in the paint and and his rebounding is well and truly elite so paired with anthony davis and lebron james he's great i can definitely see him on a championship team he's a big upgrade on gasol without them he he's not going to make anything happen it'll it'll just be him in detroit or him in cleveland because that's what the rest of the squad is you completely eliminated my next question because i was saying that the lakers fans were hyped up when uh, they signed drummond and i would like i was like would would you consider him a good player if he moved to say the boston celtics yeah. i would and the answer was definitely no but since he moved to the lakers he suddenly emerged as this great player but you completely eliminated that aspect of it but would you be comfortable with drummond closing out games uh, and i ask this because he's a 59% from the line yeah, yeah. shooter and that's that's kind of scary right i mean the teams could just foul him and then he goes to the free throw line and misses out in a close game yeah that's something that uh, as a fan i would not be very comfortable with would you be comfortable with him closing out games? yeah not not really no and uh, lebron's not particularly good either right that's the that's the one glaring <laughs> minus point that you can pick in his game is is free throw shooting in general but especially in the clutch like fourth quarter close out games he, he's not been very it's erratic you never know what you're going to get from him mm-hmm. now when you put drummond on top of that that's a lot it's like if it's like the shack kobe lakers if kobe also couldn't shoot free throws and like what are you doing man <laughs> excuse me so um i think you'll see the lakers lean more towards depending on the matchup a mark gasol or a montrez harrell at the five type situation to close out games mm-hmm. but in the playoffs um to close out tight games i wouldn't be surprised if they move anthony davis to the five they've done that in the playoffs last season it worked yeah. great for them and anthony davis forget that he's a big man uh, if i had to pick one guy that could take all free throws for the lakers that would be him in in clutch mm-hmm. moments any moment right because i i trust him more than a bunch of guards that are in the lakers he's a very good free throw shooter so i wouldn't be surprised if that happens if it comes to it um i wouldn't be surprised if ad plays at the 5 and maybe they play montrez or markif morris at the 4 and and move with it or kuzma also so uh, yeah, if i'm too worried but yeah not not a mm-hmm. great uh, closer round <laughs> yeah before we close out this episode if you had to pick a preferred playoff opponent in the first round who would it be would it be Phoenix Suns, Clippers, Jazz, Portland Trail Blazers, Nuggets. Who would it be? I mean, if you're finishing lower, who would you finish? Like, if you finish sixth, who would you yeah. prefer finishing third? Yeah, uh, I think the matchup that works best for the Lakers is actually Portland, despite mm-hmm. their reinforcements, because they're still not like they don't have the full strength squad fit, and they're not likely to either for the first round of the playoffs. Uh, it's a known enemy <laughs> like the lakers have taken them <laughs> last season they've played them before uh i of these teams 
I think Portland are easier to contain because you contain Portland uh, by containing Damian Lillard. Like you, you contain him. Right. You can't stop a player like Lillard, but you can you can certainly hope to reduce the damage. And the rest of the team would would have to step up. They don't have Gary Trent shooting those bombs anymore, so that's a that's a big change there. I know they've made some, they've had some bolstering, but but it's still a Damian Lillard team in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I'd be more comfortable playing um, them than playing say a Phoenix where you have Chris Paul. I don't want his playoff experience anywhere near this mm-hmm. team. I don't want Devin Booker's a handful. Both of them are. Yep. And then you've got Aiton and Saric and all these other guys. It's it's too many pieces to contend with. Um, and right on their day, like any one guy can go off, and and it's a problem because you know that sort of came out of syllabus for the for the game plan. So yep. Portland. <laughs> okay, the Nuggets would have been quite a handful too because Joker yeah, running, exactly. and now I think he's really making his case for the MVP. You said if you, if the Nuggets don't finish in the top four, there's no chance he's getting the MVP. And there you go, Nuggets are in the top four. Hey, so, I wouldn't be surprised if he's uh, if he's the favorite right now in the in the MVP mm-hmm. race. I know we've had so many changes to this race this yep. season, and, and James Harden's of... injured as well, so exactly. that kind of bolsters his chance even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but Denver goes without saying. I didn't even mention Denver and Utah because these are probably the two strongest um, um, teams in the West, uh, along with the Clippers, right? And Utah is a whole different story. But with Denver, it's. It'll be an interesting matchup, actually. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion, Denver against mm-hmm. the Lakers, because you've got one of the best offenses in the league in Denver versus one of the best defenses in the league in, in the yeah. Lakers. It'd be, it'd be a fun matchup. And what I said last year still holds true. Uh, Denver have absolutely no answer for Anthony Davis. And the Lakers can mm-hmm. have some semblance of an answer for Jokic, at least to contain, can't shut him down. But, but the Nuggets have no answer for Anthony Davis. That's their biggest problem. Because Jokic will be will be required to defend at the other end when when Anthony Davis comes down the court and it's he's that he's not going to be able to do. All right, so that was the Lakers. Hopefully, they have better run of games soon, or else they, or else you will have Luca and the Mavs chasing them right away. So that's a nightmare matchup. The Mavs. It's important that the Lakers pick up some wins soon. But that's all we have for today's episode. As always, uh, nice talking with you, and we'll catch up tomorrow. All right, man. Cheers. <laughs>